smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Wednesday, October 28th. Uh, Cliff and I are already revved up because we've been discussing this before the show. And I told him we discussed stuff. We discussed stuff and got me already angry. (sighs) Well, John, don't be angry because thankfully, mercifully, I will not make any declarations, but again, you were going to say all, mercilessly, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. All I can do, again, from my experience in this business, is look at numbers and numbers. And, and look at enthusiasm gaps and look at new voters versus, you know, so that, you know, and things like that and say everywhere right now. And that doesn't mean one person listening to this who shares this should not do, should not keep giving money if they can keep knocking doors if they can, you know, with a mask, of course, keep making calls or whatever, but everything is sort of slowly right. breaking Biden's way. Yep. Um, uh, Let's, which, uh, just so folks to today, obviously election, today's the election. Um, keep going. Well, the election isn't actually today. What John, I think, is saying is we're talking about it today. <laughs> well, actually, actually, with early voting, in a way, the election is today. People have been correcting people and on Twitter. And they're not wrong. Ago and well, no, but I know, it's true. People have been correcting people and saying, stop saying it's 12 days to the election. Stop saying it's seven right. days. But you want you the biggest – I mean, you, I mean, you know, like when we all get to say this at a certain point, and I, I, this is my first podcast since I have voted and I live in Ohio, which you may have heard is an important state. My wife and I went yesterday to Hamilton County. Uh, we got there right after we, we just got so lucky. We missed the, we went after the nine o'clock crowd where they said there was a huge line. We still had a line to get in, but I got to give them credit, man. They're running a good operation. It moved quickly, but I would tell you there were a ton of people there voting. Um, and, and um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be overly stereotypical about this, but they were, they, they looked more like our people, <laughs> let's just say, um, right. you know, they looked more, they, they looked like a combination of sort of college educated professionals heading off to jobs um, and, and uh, of, of frankly, all races, and then a, a large minority turnout that was there, which right. should benefit us and, and, and decent a number of them were younger. I mean, you, you, let me say this quickly. You could not sort of get the contrast more perfectly, which is the they, they had a Biden, and, you know, they had a Democratic and a Republican kind of booth set up right there next to each other to hand out, you know, uh, far enough away from the polling station by law, but where they hand out the sample ballots for the county and all that stuff to people. The right. Democratic ones were, were manned by probably I want to say 20 something um, African-American kids who are terrific and friendly and rah-rah and, and just everything you would want um, right. it to be. And on the Republican side, one middle-aged Karen screaming right. into a fucking bullhorn. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> about how socialism begets communism. Vote or die. No, no, no. Yeah. She was doing this. Socialism begets communism, begets, you know, devils. I mean, it just it, I, I want to be like, thank you for providing this ad. If, in case yeah. anybody shows up with any last minute doubts who was maybe thinking of voting for Trump, thank, you know, who has comments and stuff, thank you for providing this ad for us of who you are and who we are. Uh, and, I'll say, and then by the time we left, maybe it was the people that weren't and checked in at work first and then left. So we just got lucky because the line was getting even bigger again. So, I mean, we by, by most counts, we yeah. at, at one point, this was a week ago, I don't know where we now had tripled our record, tripled. 
uh, for early turnout in Ohio. Let's step back a little bit then mm-hmm. uh, along those along those issues nationwide. Um, there have been uh, some court cases and other things in the last couple of days troubling, uh, yep. dealing with uh, not just early voting. Actually, well, a couple of different things. You've got Texas, which happened about a week ago, but I was hearing it again this morning. The uh, Texas you know, governor, I guess, well, I guess they're all Republicans, you know, and the Republican yes, Supreme just Court and, and the state Supreme Court also sided with them where basically they're putting one, uh, I guess you call it a remote ballot box. Basically, you can draw a drop off box that you can drop your ballot in rather than standing in all the lines or trusting the mail because the mail now is having problems again. They're putting one per county. The problem is, and we talked about this during that whole issue of Donald Trump claiming, look at all the red counties across the country. Some yeah. counties, the smallest county in America yeah, has like 100 people. Oh, it's a little less. It's around 80. No, it's less, but I know I'm just I'm being facetious. Around 100. And yeah. no, but you're right. And the largest county, we talked about this. How many people in the largest county in America, Cliff? And where? Um, the largest county in America is Maricopa. I How many people? Um, I want to, I know it's like 80% of the population of, uh, of Arizona. So the population will make extrapolate. I'm going to go with 5 million people. Los Angeles, 10 million people. Oh, Los Angeles County? Yeah. It's even bigger yeah. than Maricopa. The Maricopa may be having, the second. Yeah. yeah. Imagine I mean, having I, one box. That's bigger than actually most states. Yeah. Or a lot of states, anyhow. Yeah. And really. we're talking Texas here, which has some big cities. It's not like it's rural America where there's only three. No, Harris actually, County, yeah. Harris County around Houston has a huge number. Well, and, I mean, it's, a, and it's a big state, uh, Cliff. So you've also got areas that aren't as popular. But here's what's important to know. Means, no, it'll take you forever to get there. Yeah. They are, the, if they do their, the standard issue voter suppression stuff this time, which right. is that's what that is, that is standard right. issue voter suppression stuff. People are so motivated to vote these fuckers out, they're going to lose. To me, the only way, you know, the only, the only worry I have, obviously, if, is if they find a nefarious means to literally steal votes wholesale, right. to, liter- to, to change numbers. That is the only concern I have at this point. That kind of suppression at this point, like, again, the number of early people who've already voted in Texas, we talked about this the other day, hmm. they've crushed their early voting numbers by a lot. It's, and and text, I gave that one number the other day. We, based on polling of, of voters under 30 and the number of new voters under 30 who had turned out, 500,000 right. already. This was a couple of days ago. Right. We had netted 150,000 votes just on under 30 new voters. Okay. See what I'm saying? Of the yeah. 800 yeah, yeah. we needed to make yeah. up. Just yeah. that one small subgroup in just that period of time. That doesn't count like the next week and election. So my point to you is like, I mean, they're doing this for a good reason because they see it. You know, um, John Heilman, who's certainly not known as a Democrat. I mean, I think he probably leans our way these days because he's not crazy. He's often on like Morning Joe, which I don't yeah, watch, yeah. But, but he does like a couple of those other things, the circus for Showtime and was co-writer of Game Change with that other with that scumbag whose name we'll, we will not say. <laughs> um, but Heilman has always been a more honest broker and whatever. Right. And what he claimed is, is, you know, that he is talking to uh, Republicans who are watching the turnout in Texas and in Georgia and are freaked out beyond their like their they think that there's a very good chance at this point they're going to lose Texas okay, that's Georgia. Good. Now, but again, the only th- concern I have about that is it's great that we've got so many people turning out now, but if the ballots over the next week get discarded because, A, you put it in the mail and didn't get there, B, situation I had in D.C., I had to sign the ballot, and as soon as I had to sign it, I went, oh my, and there's a warning that says oh, I understand. if your signature 
wait, there's a warning. If your signature doesn't match, your ballot will not be counted and someone will reach out to you to rectify. And I'm going, yep. how the, this, this reminded me. In some states, that is voter suppression. They oh, will and, do that and, too. Right. This. And it reminded me of a couple of years ago with my mom at the bank. And this is the bank, you know, we've had for 40 years or whatever back in Chicago, 50 years actually. And I wanted to check out my safety deposit box that I started when I was a kid for my coin collection and mom just kept paying for it. God bless mom. And I, and the guy said, okay, but you realize your signature has to be the same. And I said, what do you mean the same? He goes the same when you I said, I set it up when I was 15. So then I had to think, okay, I wrote my signature. He goes, it doesn't match. I was like, how the hell did I write my signature when I was 15? I guessed and I got it right. But the problem is I, you know, when I first moved to DC and I registered here, who the, it was 30 years ago. I don't know how the hell I wrote my signature back then. Right. And so that's, that's the kind that of signature stuff. bullshit really pisses me off. And, and, well, you know, let me just say partially the reason it pisses me off is a friend of mine was telling me the other day, he goes, a, it's questionable whether signature reading is a science to start with. A lot of discussion on whether it's all these signature experts are experts, right? Whether it's even real. B, sure as hell, all the people going through DC's several hundred thousand ballots are not signature experts. Of course, but that's they, the issue. But I'm they're deciding on my constitutional right to vote. So this is about you, and that's bullshit. But obviously, we're not worried about DC. The, we're not worried about DC, but it's this is me off is te- well. I just want to make sure we don't forget to tell people these things. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Texas. They, as John said, they can do it there. I don't even know if they have to reach out to you if they find. So you have to sign it in the manner in which you've signed things before. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Utter bullshit and something to be concerned about, though. Like, though electoral boards tend to be made up of both parties, and it's tougher for them to throw throw out votes based on that than it is other things like just preventing you from voting to begin with. Okay. But you should do everything you can to find a drop-off box. You know, at this point, I don't know what specific laws of specific states, for example, they can't change laws in place. Ohio gives you up to 10 days after election day for ballots to get in. They can't change that. Um, If they did, there'd be a talk about a civil war. They're going to try to undo any new laws like the one in Pennsylvania to give people extra time, um, you know, that weren't in place before that it were just recently changed under their bullshit, you know, whatever. So the point is, is that, that yes, you can keep mailing it in, but to be safe everywhere, because the laws are different everywhere. I would tell you now with six days left, if you're doing a mail-in ballot, take it to a place and drop it off. I'm not telling you not to do it. If you can't drop it off somewhere, if the only thing you can do is putting it in the mail, put it in the mail. Of course. Don't Some people talk about putting stamps on the mail because it gets shipped differently, they're saying. Do you even know if that's true? That I don't know. What I, I would heard say is, about it about a week ago, and others were saying it now, but I'm not sure. Know your state yeah. law, but in lieu of that, at this point, stuff getting there by election day with what DeJoy has done is iffy. Get them into either vote in person or get them into a, uh, a drop-off box. Next thing, which is important that I don't want to forget to say because there's a big story on this yesterday, mm. is the other thing DeJoy secretly did, fucking scumbag that he is, is he banned the USPS postal carriers from acting as witnesses. There are a couple states that require you when you sign a mail ballot to have a witness there to sign it too. And they used to just allow that person oh, to be you in front you. of your mail person. Exactly. Well, and your mail person could be the witness who signs it. That's they are not allowing them to do oh. that. There are three states where this is very important. Okay, so folks, Wisconsin, sure. yeah. North Carolina, and South Carolina. The first two, of course, the presidential race, the third one to get rid of fucking Lindsey Graham. So everybody voting in North Carolina, South Carolina, and um, in Wisconsin, 
if you're putting if you're putting a ballot, if you're doing a mail ballot at this point, I want you to do two things. And please, everybody share this far and wide. One is I want you to make sure that you've got somebody who is a witness who can co-sign with you because your ballot will be thrown into a pile and they theoretically will try to get in touch with you afterwards. God help us if we get to that point. Um, so make sure you have a witness if you're from those three states. Two, you need to, to take it to a drop box if at all possible because the mail at this point could take a week or longer. Right. And I don't know the rules in each of these states, but a bunch of them don't allow that. The Supreme Court just just stopped Wisconsin from allowing late votes to be counted because right. they're a bunch of vote suppressing pieces of shit. So that's what I'd say to everybody to be safe, make sure to get a witness. You know, uh, if it asks for one can't be USPS, you can't send it in without a witness. And again, the swing States in terms of Senate and president where that matters most, but I would look in every state and make sure is North Carolina, South Carolina or North Carolina, South Carolina, Wisconsin. And then in all of them get to a drop box if you can. Yep. Sorry, I'm just, I think it's, it's important we right. emphasize that. It's, and if you're in Texas, sign the thing exactly. I don't know. You please, oh, your, no. if your signature hasn't changed, you know, I hope your signature hasn't changed, but sign it in exactly the way. I mean, in Ohio here to get in, for example, with, with the voting I did yesterday in person, I have to sign something and they compare it to my signature. And if it's completely different, they'll, they'll not let me vote. Yeah. Well, and but, I think more generally, you have to read these things um, so intently. Yasha Monk. You know, he is mm -hmm. uh, interesting guy. Uh, uh, I don't know what his background is. He's an immigrant. He said he, this is his first election. He's voting as an American. And he proudly posted his D.C. ballot, which is legal. I, I even Googled it myself. He, had, he goes, I can't believe I had to Google to see if it's legal. Post his D.C. ballot showing the column of him voting for uh, Biden and Harris. And above the column, of course, are the instructions saying, you know, fill in the circle completely. And it gives you an example. He scribbled in the circle. Wow. And a bunch of us wrote back and went, literally, it looks like a lightning bolt, but a, a very You really have to fill in as I mean, I, I get it's, fucking crazy it's about that. Not I, completely filled in. I, mean, it, I think it will probably count, but it doesn't change the fact that you don't want to even take that chance. If that were a state like Florida, you'd be in trouble. And that's you, you the, might, I mean, let's not say definitely you might be. I don't want people no, no, freaking might, out. If it were a close election and all of that, I'm saying this yes. is this is the kind of bullshit they did in 2000 with Bush Correct. v. Gore. If there's and, one little mark, I think he had enough stuff there. It'd be very tough for them to say it, they can't. It, but it, it would be borderline. Trust me, because it's borderline. The point he, is, it's don't, not fuck, don't even fuck with it. Don't take a chance. Fill in the whole thing. Almost like Donald Trump's signature. You can tell he did a up and down, up and down, up and down, going left to right. It's not. I don't want to get into the, de the details of this, but he's a smart guy is my point. He read the instructions and he didn't do it right. Well, of course, this is how they, <laughs> this mean, is the, the truth of the matter is outside of sort of a dozen, maybe 15, 18 states, you know, before Trump, especially they've, some of those have now completely ditched the Republican Party or, and become very serious swing states or lean us or whatever. But there is about a dozen states or whatever where they would legitimately win with crackpot crazy shit because of, of how rural they are. Oklahoma, North Carolina, not North Carolina, excuse me, North Dakota, South Dakota, places like that. In most states at this point, these are the things that allow Republicans to hold on to power when they shouldn't. I promise you, like right. you look at the election like Florida in 2018, where we barely lost both the senators and the governor's races. If the intent of those voters had been counted, I think we would have won both of those races. Right. That's why you can't keep them close. These states close. Yeah. That is why you've got to do read instructions, do everything carefully, a different state to state. Um, you know, one of the biggest mistakes, and again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty and whatever, although I, I would think that people in politics should, who are working for the president should have been ahead of where I was. After what they did in 2000, 
the minute we had, you know, nearly 60 uh, senators, and I think we did have 60 for about six or nine months, with Obama and a House, and the House, we should have passed civil rights legislation along the rights of, you know, we, you know we, yes, we didn't know they were going to undo Shelby, the famous case five years later at that point, but it doesn't matter. Like, we need, we can't trust the goodwill of Republicans ever. And that needs to be one of the first things if things go the way we need to go. And that should be the decider right away for anybody saying, oh, well, maybe we should keep the filibuster. There needs to be massive voting reform to the point where it needs to be standard across all states so that everybody has an equal right to vote and waits in an equal line or does equal things that you know if you move from state to state, you do the same thing. States in the Constitution are still allowed to administer the elections. Fine, let them administer them. But they're not allowed to do anything. I'm just going to finish this that abrogates your right to vote. And okay. that's where we need to go. And now a word from our sponsors. There has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching flu season, wearing a mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. got the asteroid coming by the Earth, by the way. The asteroid coming. I, yeah, has that happened yet? I know it's supposed to be right for the election. It's election day, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may want to wait to order the masks until after the asteroid <laughs> comes because... Well, I guess you aren't really saving money if we all die. The masks may protect you from asteroid particles. Go ahead, John. They may. Uh, and uh, so the director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical grade protection and only FDA authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. The new deal has FDA authorized respirator masks ready to ship. Now the, uh, New Deal Shop has these medical quality masks along with verifiable anti-fraud labeling. Woo! Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to thenewdealshop.com and get FDA-authorized, U.S.-tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for our listeners. Bulk pricing is also available. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get FDA-authorized respirator masks. Keep yourself and keep your family safer and healthier this fall. That's thenewdealshop.com. John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. Oh, I love our groove. Groovy, man. The kids are back in school. The leaves will start changing color. I think they have actually here. With so much changing going on around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, John. The time you yeah. need to take care of yourself and look your best and everyone else too, of course. <laughs> With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in minutes. It takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours, so you can take that family apple picking and look your best the whole time you're dunking your freaking head in the thing. You can try a six-pack application, trial pack, folks, for just $14.95 when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code Sexy liberal. Sexy liberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles under eye lines and eye – oh, sorry, lines and under eye bags. Under eye lines? Under eye lines and bags. <laughs> Have them disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say that code sexy liberal at checkout. And now back to our show. 
Okay. I just, I'd like that. to take this and step back again and let's get back to generally what's going on nationwide. Has anything changed in the last couple of days since we did the podcast? So two polls came polls. out. Um, one had, one had Biden at 14 and one had him at 12. It pushed Nate Silver's average back over nine points. And nationally or a state? Nationally. I'm starting with that to 9.1 or 9.2. Um, do we believe a, a poll that has Biden ahead 14? I do when I see another one that has it ahead 12. And I do when I see all the state polls increasing too. It, again, I don't believe anything until I see a lot of, of evidence. But two, those two national polls, in addition to a number of state polls that showed Biden, A, getting over 50 percent, like we were talking about the other day, not like the average, but getting right. over 50 percent, and B, gaining a point or two overall in his lead. The state I'm thinking of is North Carolina. Two polls came out like you know yesterday. One had Biden, I mean, and the, and the consistency matters too. One had Biden at 51.46. One had Biden at 51.47. I mean, again, those are consistent. They're consistent with the right. national polls showing an increasing lead. Um, I, I, you know, nothing is for sure. Nothing is, but I'm, I'm giving the best guess I can give that it looks right. like Biden has pulled away a little bit, not enough, um, but yeah. pulled away a little bit in North Carolina and is over 50%. Yeah. We will see. Um, you know, Again, what's interesting, if you look at Nate's site, going all the way back to June, and he goes back further, but he's got June on the page I'm looking at, it just hasn't changed. The lead has always been around the same, give or take a point or two. And if anything, the lead got bigger as of October 1st for Biden. And now it's gone back a little bit. Going back a little means literally, you know, point. Literally, Biden's down point three from where he was. <laughs> I mean, there's no change at all. Point three, you mean? He was at fifty three point six nationally, and now he's at fifty three point three. Which, by the way, we didn't talk about that the other day. We're talking about his lead being at fifty three is a pretty huge. I mean, you know, talk about there being a civil war in this country. If Biden wins fifty three percent of the vote and doesn't win the electoral college, we're going to have some serious fucking shit to deal with. Um, But. Let me read this to you while you're talking. Actually, about I'm sorry. You know what? I shouldn't say that. I think because Nate's site is confusing, I think that's the prediction for the election. God, they drive me nuts okay, on this but, site. But here, let me give you a, a simple sorry, quote just, from uh, Nate that summarizes yeah. all of this. Yeah. Okay. Quote, we're sort of getting to the point where the only way Trump can win is with a major polling error bigger than 2016 or if the election is stolen somehow. I was going to say, or this, actually, I did find the uh, same difference with the actual polls. The polls actually, actually, going back to March, the polls have gotten better as of June. There was an b- even bigger swing for Biden over Trump. And just that beginning of October, it started to get even better for Biden. Now it's tightening, but tightening means going from 41.9, eh, 41.9 to 43.1 Trump. So Trump has definitely gone up a point in some, and Biden Interestingly, Biden's gone down 52.4 to 51.8. Biden's gone down maybe 6.6, whereas Trump's gone up 1.2. That's interesting. So Trump's what is this? A little, this is national? This is the actual national poll average. So Trump but I'm telling you, what I'm saying to you is yeah. that it's gone down further yeah. and now it's come a little bit back up. Because when yeah. we talked on Monday, Biden was under nine points to about an 8.7 or something percent. Okay, he's 8.7 8. right now. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh. It hasn't changed. Oh, well, it's well really they had at 9.1 yesterday, so I don't know. Ah, interesting. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah. there was a blip. I'm looking at it. There was a little blip yesterday. Well, those two um, polls that came Biden in going up had 12 and, and 14 points. Yeah. And again, I'm saying this because I'm trying to paint what to me, looking at all this, seems like a pretty consistent picture. If there are outliers, I'm happy to say it. I don't believe in Pollyannish thinking. Um, 
I, I do believe, and you look at what everything is telling you, all the available evidence from the early turnout numbers to the new voter turnout numbers to hearing about Republicans freaking out yep. to looking at these kinds of things. Nate Silver saying, you know, what he's saying there, but also the, the Economist moving, you know, Biden up from a, their model from Biden up from a 93% chance of victory to a 95% chance of victory. I mean, again, this right. is what you're seeing everywhere. Um, and you may remember the other day where word was getting too close in some of the Senate races. Let me read you the new Senate polls. From yes, yes. Michigan, we're worried it was down to about a four-point race. They've got Peters over 50% at 52, James at 46. Six point Peters race. is the incumbent Democratic incumbent senator Democrat. in Michigan who yes. should have won, who should win, but things were getting tighter and scaring people. Okay. One of the few races that now is giving me a little bit of heartburn, I will admit, mm-hmm. is Maine. Um, Gideon is still up by a decent amount. She should still win. She's at, but the difference, she is not over 50%. Again, she's Susan at, Collins, just tell people. She's at, so I'll yeah. say that's the Susan Collins race. Sarah Gideon, our, our, um, our, uh, candidate is at 47%. Collins right. is at 43. That's a very good place to be. And an incumbent at 43 is in serious danger, but 47 is not, I would feel a lot better if she were at least at 49. You know what I mean? So there's still enough undecided voters that if for one some reason they were all to fly to Collins, we could lose right. that one. Right. I, I give that one like, you know, a lean, lean, maybe almost even likely us, but it's not a done deal. Okay. Um, South Carolina. I mean, literally, this is the polling result we've been getting every single time. Harrison, 48, Graham, 48. OK, wow. I mean, it's not even wow. just that they're tied. We've been getting it 48, wow. 48 every time. I mean, I've seen five polls like that. That race is as tied wow. as tied can be. There's 4% left. God, I hope it comes in Jesus. for us. If I'm honest with you, I would tell you I'm I'm just because it's South Carolina. I'm not, you know, I, I worry. I worry. That's the best thing. That I they know tell. how to steal elections well. Um, that he's African-American and there's still some racism there. And if there's in 4% of undecided voters, right. that may be more of them come home to grip. But I'm not sure. I still say that's a toss up. North Carolina. Um, I like this one. Uh, well, there's two and, you know, I don't love them, but 47, 44 for, for Cunningham and 48, 47. I'm hoping that one's sure. wrong, um, but he's getting close to 50. I like that Biden's numbers are increasing. I'd still give that a lean Democrat uh, in that one, even though I would like it if we were up further. Um, Kelly, 50, McSally, 45. McSally's brought home some of the recalcitrant Republicans. That was expected. But when Kelly's at 50, that's about that's pretty close to a done deal. This one I like, and again, it could just be a random polling blip. I hope not. But everyone, and again, it's you know margin of error still. Let me be clear. Um, but every one of the polls in Montana, also much like the ones in um, in North, in uh, South Carolina, had had Bullock and Danes tied. This one has Bullock up one forty eight to forty seven, and some of them had had Danes up. I think there's momentum for Bullock. Watch what Bullock's been doing. This is just some of the greatest jujitsu that I love watching. Um, is beating the shit out of Danes on public lands, which is a huge issue in Montana, and one where you can actually get to. I don't know if it's getting to the right, or as much as like getting the combination of liberals, libertarians, and greens. Explain land, the issue in twenty seconds. 
So there's a lot of public lands in Montana. Obviously Meaning some, lands some owned by the federal government, things like that. Lands that people can fish, hunt, do all those things that Montanans do. Um, and, uh, and, and Danes has worked with private industries that have tried to open up areas to oil and gas exploration. Gotcha. They've tried to sell off public lands where you and your kids could play and hike and whatever to private companies. That does not play well in Montana at interesting. all. Interesting. Okay. And he's been getting hit on that. And um, I, I don't know if that's what we're seeing here. So right. again, we're still in great position. It's just, it's not, I would say in most of the Senate races, I only, you know, it's not a done deal yet, but things feel like they're moving in our direction, right. um, both nationally. And then let's see if I've got some state polls for, um, for our friend, Mr. Uh, Mr. Biden. So I did. Yeah, so these are the ones I was looking at. Okay, and you brought this up. This this Wisconsin one's insane, and I don't trust it. <laughs> Biden fifty seven, Trump forty. No, that's the one I was saying. Yeah, I was like, that's insane. Yeah, um, that's they're, 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 I don't know what's wrong there. That's not even outer end of margin of error. I wouldn't trust that one at all. Uh, but there are a number of polls. I saw one the other day that had him up over fifty and at about seven point lead. That's what I think is six seven somewhere in there. The Michigan one, ABC did seems a lot more in line with what we've been seeing. Has Biden at fifty-one, Trump at forty-four. Um, here's another important one: Colby College, and I've actually seen internal polls from places that I won't tell you that are consistent with this. So I believe this. Right. Um, you may remember that Maine and Nebraska each have those electoral votes that they give separately by congressional yes. district. Yes. Maine two, which Trump won in two thousand sixteen. Biden forty-eight, Trump forty-two. That's pretty close to a done deal. If that's accurate. Mm. I've seen wow. things very similar. So that's one electoral vote that we're going to yeah. – looks like we're going to win back. Let me see if I see – Nebraska, votes. they keep uh, – it keeps showing as if we're going to get Nebraska too. That so we're up an average of six points there, okay. all the polling. The only person in, in, in recent history, as it's been a Republican state and only Democrat, to steal that electoral vote, if you want to put it that way – um, we shouldn't put it that way because Republicans steal shit to grab the yeah. electoral vote was Obama in 08. Yeah, and then Obama didn't even hold it in 12. Hmm. Um, it, it's looking very much like we will win it again. Actually, almost. I mean, you would say almost definitely from the polling. Right. I think Nate, you'd have to look. Nate has it probably in the 80, 90 percent range. Right. Um, hmm. More battleground polls. This, see, again, this is consistent with the other one. Um, Michigan. Uh, Biden 49, Trump 42. Remember, the one was 51, 44. It seems to be about seven, eight points, and he's at about 50. Um, North Carolina, here's one of the, where I give you some of the ones that I've been seeing. Um, this one had uh, Biden at 51, Trump at 47. Michigan, another one similar, Ipsos, Biden at 52, Trump at 43. So again, feeling, I, mean, I think Michigan, I'm feeling very like it's, it's pretty close to a done deal. As long as everybody turns out and does their stuff, hmm. um, and I think that's all of the ones I have in front of me right now. And, well, and hopefully that helps the Senate race too. Exactly right. Right. Um, it's important to also note that at this point, because Donald Trump is every bit the the brilliant businessman he tells you he is, i.e., he fucking runs casinos into the ground where people literally hand you money for nothing. Right. <laughs> and you give them free drinks and, and don't don't nothing. put and don't put windows on the walls and don't put w clocks up right. and pump oxygen in the room so people just sit there and keep giving you their money and um they pump just, they pump, ox uh, pump oh, yeah. oxygen into the room oh yeah they want you to what's to it stay supposed awake. to do make you a little more giddy or something or yeah and keep awake? you awake so you oh stay God. there longer oh man they use every trick in the book and um trump um oh. Is being outspent right now. Oh, shit. I have that one in front of me. Uh, in see. which? 
only nationally, in every single swing state. So basically, let's say this. What Trump had to do was, because Florida is such an expensive state, there's so many media markets that you can can advertise in like two or three other states almost at the price of Florida for the most part normally. Um, Trump had to pull all of his ads out of Florida. So the RNC and others still have some ads up. They don't get nearly the ad rates. We talked about it last time that, that the candidate gets. And Bloomberg upped his spend. In Florida. So Biden's all over the airwaves there. Bloomberg right. is. We're outspending them something like three or four to one on the Florida airwaves. And the only, and, and Trump had to do that. And that should tell you the desperation, hmm. because otherwise he was going to have to pull his ads off the air in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Ohio. Ooh. And so he, he he bet on he's close enough in Florida right. and he's trying to hold these. And of course, the last week, um, I wish he'd fucking done this like three months ago, but we'll take what we can get. Michael Bloomberg announced that in addition to upping his spend in Florida, he was going to split 15 million, um, which is a pretty seven and a half million per week. a pretty heavy freaking buy in between Texas and Ohio, which his numbers were telling him that if the right money was put up, that, that uh, we could win. And to add the one more data point to that, or at least one more sort of interesting thing, NBC News, you may have seen, John, switched Texas to a complete toss-up in the presidential race. Yes, I saw that last night. An yeah, out-and-out yeah. toss-up. Yeah, yeah could, which is crazy, right? But it's no longer even slightly lean Republican. I'll Actually, tell you, let me ask you, is that a demographic change, or is that uh, an ideological – is that a, an anti-Trump problem? It's both. Okay. We've got these young voters of color who we've been trying to turn out forever, and it's a lot of it's on us failed to do, uh, which they've been working hard at, and they've had groups there now for four or five years, and I think it's finally paying off um, right. in what they're doing. And then uh, so that we're getting all these new voters. Yes, Beto was part of that, and Beto and Julian Castro have been like they've been working with vote voting registration groups, voter turnout groups, some of the same stuff Stacey Abrams has been doing in Georgia. Um, and I think it seems like it's making a difference. I gave you that stat earlier, how many bank votes we had banked just on new voters under 30. But here's the other big thing hmm. is they're absolutely collapsing in all of the biggest counties and all the suburban counties like they are across the country. Hmm. So so to give you an idea, in 2000, I feel like it was 2012, Obama won Harris County, the first Democrat to do it in God knows how long since we were Dixiecrats. Um, to win Harris County, which is the Houston area, their biggest um, county, huge, many millions. I don't know how. I can't. I don't know offhand, but it's a, it's a lot, a couple right. million people, whatever it is. Um, they Obama seriously won it by a thousand votes. Okay. Hillary upped that, uh, like won by a couple hundred thousand votes. They're they're saying at this point, um, they think among all of those counties we're talking about. The, the, which are the five biggest counties, Travis County, which is around Austin, uh, Tarrant, which I believe is Fort Worth, Dallas County, which is Dallas, Harris County, and was it, I'm going to pronounce wrong, I don't know, is it Bexar or whatever, the one that's around San Antonio? They are expecting um, Biden may, may net a million votes from those counties. And you need to remember, we lost, uh, we lost by 800,000 last time. And he'd be like doubling what Hillary netted. So that would be 500 or so of the 800,000 that we need to get. So, you know, I mean, it's going to be close. It's a, it's a toss up. There's no doubt. Hmm. Um, I was intrigued by Georgia. Biden went and visited and I was seeing some analysis last night, CNN or MSNBC, talking about were Biden to get Georgia, it's almost game over for Trump. He could get 
he could get the Midwest. He could start. I mean, it was just right. a disaster. All the states he would need to get would be insane if, if Biden gets yep. George. Correct? There's four. I would say at this point, there's four states that, you know, if they could come be, in for us, yeah. um, it's over. Um, King slaying states. Right, because there's just not enough electoral votes out there. And who are they? And they're all, they're all ones yeah. that, that, that should lean Trump and, and don't at right. this point. They are Florida, Georgia, Ohio, and Texas. Or you could argue Florida should at least be a toss-up, should lean us as it does. Right. Any of the, without any of the – I'm not saying it's possible he could win. But if he loses Florida and he runs – you know, he wins all these Midwestern states, but, the, but seeing him winning Wisconsin and losing Florida – I'm sorry, seeing him win Florida and losing Wisconsin, I'm getting mixed up. If he loses Florida, you know, he still uh, is probably going to lose Wisconsin is what I'm trying to say. Do you see what I'm saying? Interesting. Okay. So Wisconsin is more in the same thing with Michigan. Because it means it means he's in bigger trouble nationwide. That's correct. It starts yeah. becoming very difficult for yeah. him to put together yeah. the electoral votes. This is incredible for this election. Um uh, but it's incredible and important that this happened for the future because you, the, you, it's going to be amazing, folks. I've been talking about this for a while because I get geekish on this stuff. How how quickly you may just see Republicans want to talk about abolishing the Electoral College when they no longer have Texas uh, and Georgia in the bag. Because suddenly we start off every election uh, with California and New York and Illinois literally in our pockets. Oh, New Jersey, too four of the top 10 states or at least 12 states. Right. And, you know, at this point, Virginia is pretty much becoming that way too. And they start off with none. They used to start off with a Texas and Georgia. And for a while there, North Carolina were guarantees. And now none of them are. And in fact, they may be purple to even some of them leaning blue each election. So the, when you do the math on this, I'm not kidding you. The, the highest almost, you know, almost likely Republican state you get to, almost guaranteed, are Missouri and Indiana at 11 electoral votes each. But they're gonna, they, they could win every, almost every other state below 11 electoral votes, and it wouldn't freaking matter. So, so, I mean, are you up on, I was reading about election night and how it's kind of all over the map because of which states are still going to be counting ballots the next day. We still don't know uh, court challenges, whether a number of the states that are allowing absentee ballots postmarked by election day to be counted days after. Currently, they the do. The big issue is they're suing in states that have tried to add extra time because of yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. So more people voting by mail. The, the, this is where they're winning the courts is hurting us. Yeah. Um, we have the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Pennsylvania Supreme Court backed us and said that they could come in late. And uh, and the the, the the U.S. Supreme Court in a four to four tie allowed that to stand. But they now have Amy Coney Barrett. I'd be shocked if that's allowed to stand. So that every vote in Pennsylvania, you should keep in mind, folks, and you should find drop boxes. They have to be in. I would assume that they're that that they're going to overturn whatever comes in after Tuesday. Get your votes in if you can drop them in a drop box or whatever. Do it by Tuesday. Right. Same thing with Wisconsin. But states that already had laws like Ohio that allowed them to come in late, I I don't see them overturning that. Then they'd be doing the. They, I mean, of course. They're a bunch of fucking charlatans. So who knows if they could try, but then they would be doing the exact opposite of what they said they were doing in Pennsylvania, which is change saying that, oh, well, changing laws at the last moment leads to confusion. Well, Ohio's had this law. So, you know, that's the thing is there are states where they're – but the thing about Ohio and Florida, which is important, 
is they start counting votes that come in the mail and are voted early, early. They don't wait till election but day. But aren't they also trying to stop early counting in some states I read? They may be, but they haven't successfully done it here or in Florida. Yeah. Again, they're, they're trying to change. So the point is, is that if we win Florida election night or Ohio, certainly both, um, either one of those means it's almost definitively over for them. Both of them means it's a done deal, and you'll know pretty quickly. North Carolina also, you should have a good idea uh, early on election night, not early on, but election night, what's going on. Um, and perhaps, what was the other one I was thinking of? It also counts early in it. Oh, Georgia. Um, and so all of those, if we have huge early leads, especially, then then he may need till after the election to count votes and try to come back. And then we won't hear him bitching about it, will we? Right. As they're counting votes in Pennsylvania and places. So, right. you know, let's uh, I mean, let's see what, uh, you know, let's see what happens there. But again, like, you know, short of them committing. The, and I know there are a lot of cynics out there, and I'm not well, talking about one of them, but short of them committing the kind of kind of act that would take place in Saddam Hussein's um, uh, Iraq or, you know, name a dictator of any sort, Putin's Russia or whatever, they, they're going to have a really – I'm not saying it's impossible. As Nate said, no. polls could be just be completely fucking off. But the more of these polls you see that are saying the same thing kind of makes it hard to believe that they're so far off. Well, you know what it helps to actually, if you've got all of these polls consistently saying this and then Biden wins by a large margin, at least it feeds a cultural impression that, in fact, Biden did win by a large margin because the expectation, even though everyone's keeping our powder dry, so to speak, the expectation currently by the pundits and everybody else is that Biden's going to win. It helps at least, um, you know, to create a little bit of momentum. Now I'm still very concerned as you are too, about what do not underestimate what these guys can do. I think they're going to go for civil unrest like they did with the Brooks brothers, riot. Yeah. I think they're going to, they could go so far as playing games with the electors and, you know, uh, putting up their own electors. Well, that's what they've set up to do in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. It, and that's what you've heard the Supreme Court talking about. What, they, what they're, they've set this up to do is if Pennsylvania is the deciding state, is to say that if we count votes late, that those shouldn't count, and that if we do it, that the legislature should be able to pick their own slate of electors. And my God, if they yeah. ever go through yeah. with that, because yeah. I will be on the streets like everybody else. And, well, you know, and I was I literally, was we will need to shut yeah. the country. This will need to be a Belarus kind of situation i was talking to a friend that was saying under it's probably different states laws but under a lot of state law maybe it's the federal law that if the if there are a conflict in terms of the electors like let's say the democrats put out some the republicans put out some or or there's a republican elector versus uh what the election itself says the governor gets to pick and in a lot of these states the republicans it's crazy meaning if there's a are you sure it's the state legislature um, it's a conflict. No, there was a conflict. Uh, in, I talked to somebody who's an expert on this yesterday. He was saying in some states, when there's a conflict between which electors to pick, the governor gets to choose. It's whether not it's the governor in the, in the Midwestern ones, with the exception of Ohio. Okay, no, this it's was some. Go- we have the governor of Michigan. We have the governor of Wisconsin. We have the governor of Pennsylvania. Right. Okay. Good. But in any case, it's there is great. We also have the governor of North Carolina. There's great concern the governors are going to play all sorts. The governors, the states, are going to play all sorts of games in terms of which electors they even send. And these are the Republicans, right? This is they why this play. stuff needs to be solved. We need to never oh. get to this point 
again, where this could, I mean, this is ridiculous that we went through this in, in, 20, in 2000 and 20 years later, we're worried about the exact same fucking thing kind of happening again. I mean, Jesus Christ, Democrats, if we take, if we, if we do, let me just say, if we do what Cook Political says we're going to do, if, or, you know, win the presidential race, end up with 54 Senate seats, which is what they're estimating, um, then, you know, and, and pick up five to 10 House seats, which is incredible in and of itself, then legislation needs to be out there immediately. If they try to filibuster it, this is about democracy. That is the, the moment the filibuster disappears. Um, and uh, we move forward and we pass the most sweeping civil rights legislation since yep. 1964 yep. that makes sure that no one, that all, you know, none of this fucking signature reading garbage, none of this, you need a, you need a sec, a witness, but it can't be the USPS, that none of this shit can ever happen right. again. That there right. is a standard, the states run the actual elections, which is in the Constitution, but because of civil rights concerns, there are standard methods of voting, there are standard methods of registering for voting, there are standard methods for how long early voting is open, that we pass a national holiday on that Tuesday, and all that kind of stuff needs we have to be to do done. all that. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to demonize us anyway, no matter what we do. So right. we might as well go, and go first. We should do what's reasonable. I mean, we should do, we shouldn't be like Republicans. I don't think we cheat, but at this point, you know, everything, everything that we have always wanted to do that we think is just and right, we ought to try doing. Now, we got to be careful because it's true. You don't want to lose the majority. You don't want to backlash, blah, blah, blah. What it also means is we're going to need one hell of a good messaging campaign that we normally don't have because anything we do, they're going to say, oh, my God, they're cheating. Look what they're doing. They're going to let illegals vote. Of course. <laughs> they're going to say it anyway. We should be ready for the bullshit you know they're going to say. Yeah. Um, and you got to be prepared to fight back on it. And that's where. Anyway, it's very important. Democrats often don't think on that is defending what you're doing and then defending it afterwards. Very right. important. Uh, Justice Thomas's wife spreads false Biden claims. There you go. That's, yep. the Supreme, that's our Supreme Court these days. She's yep. using her Facebook page to amplify unsubstantiated claims. I mean, he should have to recuse from anything he does if we were living in a, you know, in a democracy functioning in the manner in which it was supposed to be. Yep. Um, what else do we got, John? Oh, look, Trump's oh. campaign website was hacked. I didn't know that. Oh, when was that? Uh, Tuesday afternoon, as unknown adversaries, I would have to guess it's some of our friends, at, or, and by friends I mean I like what they do when they fuck them. I don't know any of oh. them. Anonymous. Um, adversaries over the About page and replaced it with what appeared to be a scam to collect cryptocurrency. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Maybe it was the cryptocurrency guys, which is, I'm, I'm, oh, you know what, if they funny. do it to Trump, I'm okay with it. If that's Trump supporters funny. want to waste their money on cryptocurrency instead of wasting it on Trump, right? That's fine by me. That's funny. Um, we also we talked about Bloomberg putting more money in Texas and and um, Ohio and, and or putting money in Texas and more in Florida. We talked about Trump having to pull out of Florida in terms of ads. I know we wanted to cover all that in polls. Yep. Do we bother with the whole Secretary of Interior thing? I don't know. You tell me, John. We can finish up if you want. Um. Well. Uh, you know, there was a big article on Trump's debt coming out. New York Times has been doing just amazing. Washington Post, I think, as well. But New York Times has been doing amazing, deeper dive. What's incredible is, is, and I don't mean yeah. to interrupt you, but I, no, I no, always feel the need to make this point, is how incredible the investigative desk is, the New York Times, and yeah. how thoroughly they're undermined by the bullshit political desk there. It's sort of incredible. Yeah. Their investigative stuff is still top-notch. And they produce these incredible pieces so that everybody can read them and, and make decisions. And then their, their political reporters immediately tweet out on both sides everything. <laughs> it's yeah. it's mind-blowing. But um, yeah. 
They, uh, no, I mean, but they, they, they found that he had basically gotten a lot of debt forgiven. He did classic Trump. He was well, the Chicago pain. Hotel, right? The Chicago yeah. Trump Tower, which I just saw when we were there about two weeks ago. They, they yeah. need to rip those letters down because it's right over the damn fucking river when I you're know. going around on a boat and you don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and again, this doesn't shock me at all because anybody who, who has had their own business or understands the way business work that, that we all run into characters like this. And the fact that one of them became president is that they, they, they weaponize our legal system against, instead of it being used the way it's supposed to be used to help people like us, they weaponize it because they've got all these high power lawyers and they can, they've got the money to do it. And they essentially say, well, I'm walking away and you, you can either, you can either take 40 cents on the dollar or nothing, you know, and if you take nothing and you sue me, fine, let's take it to court. And they'll bleed you dry in court. I mean, that's a real problem in our democracy and something that needs to be addressed by by trial lawyers. And I'm not one. In fact, I for I fought tort reform working with the trial lawyers, which is bullshit when real people get really hurt saying you can only have 200,000. We blow up your whole family, you know, but but at the same time. There needs to be something done about the fact that anybody can avail themselves of our – even for the most bullshit claim of our legal system. I know I had an ex-client who lost their mind mm-hmm. and sued me, and the thing was laughed out of court, and I still had to, to – to, I still incurred $16,000 in legal that's, fees. That's, that's be- the average. That's exactly right. Because yeah. I had to do a defense, and luckily my, my – I mean still, not that it didn't cost me. My law firm was awesome. They said they were – that because it was such a ridiculous case and it didn't like you know drive them nuts. This took place in Cook County, by the way, John. That's where oh, the client was based. Right. They, uh, they knocked off a quarter of the bill, but I still had to pay $12,000 out of my pocket for something yeah. where somebody sued me on something that literally was kicked out of court in a day. It had no merit. It was a complete joke. And that's a, that is a bad thing for our system, that yeah. litigious, yeah. wealthy – people can threaten you and go after you you know there, there need to be almost judges a, a series of judges to me who pre-clear cases like their only job is to look and if something is so patently ludicrous that it, you know to kick it out before anybody has to hire a, a lawyer so that i mean i know any system can be corrupted but the one right now because you read the story about trump and it reminds me of what happened to me and it reminds me of what happens to all sorts of people which is he fucks over small business people and you know and banks and anybody left and right and he's willing to drag it through the mud he loves the publicity anyhow he's willing to drag it through the mud for years and have his lawyers bankrupt by just staying in court whoever the fuck it is they're up against so i'm sorry i had to go off on that little uh, i don't know that's yeah um I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of other stuff, but we wanted to have this not be a too long broadcast today. And then Friday, I think definitely longer since we'll be like five days before the election. But um, I'm not even sure I'm in the mood to talk about Kaylee's lies. I'll just say this. There's been an ongoing effort by the Trump campaign, Kaylee McEnany, all of them, actually. And they have been, excuse me, taking Biden quotes out of context. And I know that's usually the defense of fools, right? The, oh, it was out of context. I'm talking literally out of context. Things like uh, Biden quoting the Pope. And Biden says in a recent, I'm going to read this paragraph, okay? Because the Trump war room did this yesterday. Um, in a recent encyclical, this is Biden, Pope Francis warns us against this phony populism that appeals to, quote, the basis and most selfish instincts. He goes, you're clicking in the background, just, you know, he goes on to say, politics is something more noble than posturing marketing and media spin. These sow nothing but division, conflict, and oblique cynicism. He said, Biden quoting the Pope, 
for those who seek to lead, we do well to ask ourselves, why am I doing this? Why? What is my real aim? Pope Francis asks the question that anyone who seeks to lead a great nation should be able to answer. And my answer is this. I run to unite the nation and heal this nation. I've said that from the beginning. It's badly necessary. What is the Trump war room tweet? And Kaylee McEnany retweets, Joe Biden. Why am I doing this? Why? What is my real aim? And a picture of Biden to make him look like he's senile. I, I know. I mean, I wouldn't. They've been doing this now for months. They've I been mean, doing this, Cliff. I mean, yep. this is one of the worst. They actually, the worst was Kaylee, Sal that she is, takes a Biden quote on Biden does an interview on the Pod Save America Boys podcast. And He's talking about, they're talking about voter fraud, and he says, no, 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 don't worry. I'm paraphrasing. Don't worry. We have the biggest voter fraud operation that you have ever seen in any campaign. You know, we are going to be able to address it. We're going to be able to stop it. Don't let it scare you. We're going to win. They, at, I mean, Kaylee did this, the Trump campaign. They, Trump retweeted it. All of them took a quote and said, Biden saying, we've got the biggest voter fraud operation. Biden says he's created a voter fraud operation to commit voter fraud. I mean, clearly, it's- it is the most dishonest. I went and took a bunch of quotes from Kaylee because I was like, you know what? Fuck you. So I grabbed quotes from her. She tweeted about Joe Biden. He wasn't involved in Hunter's business deals. That was, a, that was of course, an excerpt of her quote. She clearly doesn't think that, right? right. <laughs> um, oh, another one. Kaylee, Trump tweeted yesterday and Kaylee retweeted a quote, no fracking, no jobs and no energy for Pennsylvania families. And I said, why doesn't Trump want Pennsylvania families to have jobs? <laughs> but they, they had a they've got an ad out. We talked about this some other others. They've got an ad out of Biden uh, showing blue collar people and saying Biden says he's going to raise your taxes. And it shows Biden going, I'm going to raise your taxes. The quote from Biden is I'm going to raise your taxes if you make more than four hundred thousand a year. Yeah. Right. But they've they and this is I mean, this is like childish kind of fake footnotes. You you literally took a quote. This is what this is what Brett Kavanaugh did, by the way, in the Supreme Court decision yesterday. Right. Everyone was crying about. He literally took a quote from somebody arguing the opposite and took the quote to to defend his voter fraud. His right. voter fraud. She got called out for that, by the way. By yeah. what's her name? By Kagan. Yeah, but but that's the kind of childish, idiotic, stupid stuff kids do, and not like presidential campaigns. I mean, it's it's just incredible. Of course, Twitter and Facebook. Well, that's the, it's the biggest it's like it's it's almost like on the republican side particularly all not you know i'm not saying every single republican but certainly all the republicans who are actively involved who are either party members and everybody from party members to twitter trolls they're almost like the evolution poster backwards like they've become little children who sort of half of what they do is just to be dicks and to annoy the other side and to pick don fights and to, they're don jr right that's exactly right like they're they're just I mean, it's almost like they've been taken over by their dark side. Yeah. That's all they have left is that. It's really yeah. it's it's sad. It's also dangerous because again, that's how democracies end. Um, you know, I kind of break down the Republican Party in my mind and, and I'm not saying, look, plenty of them are voting for Trump, for which I don't forgive, but I break down the ones who I will accept are sane versus the insane ones by certain things. And one of those things, for example, is the Republicans who say that we should be wearing masks which is about 40% or something of the party, right. you know, something like that. I have to look again. I shouldn't throw that number out because I don't remember for sure. But it was a large chunk. They're the ones who, you know, who at least are sane enough and probably for whatever reason, they're selfish. It's tax cuts and regulations. 
you know, or it, or it has something to do with like they've they've seen so much negative propaganda that you know, oh, the crazy left, the Democrats are socialists and they believe it somehow. Um, you know, they're not the crazy ones like the woman with the bullhorn at the election where we were vying up yesterday, or you know, for that matter, the the equivalent of the crazy woman with the bullhorn, which would be Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz on Twitter. They're not in that same league, but like a significant number of them at this point have like gone cuckoo. And I mean, and it's a majority, I, I would argue. And like, they're, they're just, they're, they're not trust. They can't be trusted to be, to have goodwill with any of this stuff. Now, luckily the people on our side, the people in the middle who are leaning towards us strongly, this election, and even the, whatever it is of their side can, can be people eventually that can have a democratic country. I don't know what we're going to do. Luckily that they're the percents we're talking about are disproportionately old and are disproportionately in areas, rural areas that are dying. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that to be a dick. Um, there are many great rural folks. If you look at polls, right? 30% in rural areas or 35% support Democrats. I mean, that's a third. So I'm not trying to cast dispersions. I'm trying to be honest overall though, about what we're looking at, you know? And I mean, Luckily, the areas where they dominate are going bye-bye because they're just bad people at this point. They've, they've become a deeply, deeply yeah. angry authoritarian party, and that's what animates yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know how we heal this afterwards. I don't know that there is healing. I, I don't know. I mean, it's they've, – they've, and again, this has been going on for years. The problem is you know, it used to be more fringe. I remember relatives when I'd go back home distant, like married in not in-laws but whatever cousins of in-laws or whatever you know so that was like not my immediate family but asking me one easter years ago coming up and saying okay you, you work in dc um you know is obama come on, tell me is obama really a socialist and i, and I was like obama oh fucking obama well i'm you know i'm scared the crazy left thing like did you follow when obama had 60 senators and and controlled the house what is the crazy left stuff you speak of that he did yeah he still tried to get republicans had, on board right he had complete <laughs> and utter and didn't do it yeah it just i mean again it's so but that's what worries me though is that that kind of stuff now has become mainstream on the right they all believe it well that's the thing is i think though you know, it's kind of like we we went after the, and I hate to say this way, but remember the the was it the not the Republican Guard? That's Iran, isn't it? What were the, <laughs> yeah. what, no, but it's I'm not saying something far off from that. Yeah. What was the what were the names of the loyalists of the party? I can't think of it. To Saddam Hussein, the the, the his party, oh, the Ba'ath uh, Party, the Ba'athists, um, right? The Republican yes, Guard is around. It was though, the yeah. Ba'athists. I just said it's the Ba'athists. Okay, the Ba'athists were the Ba'ath Party, which existed for for Sunnis in both Syria and in Iraq. Well, when we went in, I never forget that was one of the first articles I ever wrote for the Gadflyer, if you remember that way back when yeah, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. Paul Bremer, who was put in control, when they fired all of those guys and got rid of all the infrastructure of the guys who had been Saddam people but were willing to walk away from Saddam and join a democratic, they they completely screwed themselves because then those guys were all in danger of being arrested and they ended up joining insurgencies what i'm saying is there have to be a couple levels here the right. most the, the worst of the offenders and particularly those in swing states you know in 2022 ron johnson's up for re-election chuck grassley will be 147 is up for re-election rob portman is up for re-election marco rubio is up for re-election pat toomey is not running again so pennsylvania will be open there will be numerous swing states uh, where we have appearance, we have the ability to 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 clean out the guys that were there with new right. people or vote the fuckers out. What I'm saying is, if you can win over 
to some of the people that enabled some of this, I hate to say this, but the ones that were less dangerous, the ones that didn't speak out, you know, in a crazy way, I'm not talking the Tom Cottons or whatever, who need to be fought with every fiber of our being, but a Tim Scott from South Carolina, for right. example, you know what I mean? We may have to just do that and, and work with some of them because if they're willing to work with a sane president, I'm not saying we, by the way, make one compromise with them, fuck them. Right. But we, we try to bring them in because we have to have, as a democracy, two parties at least that are functioning. That we're never going to win the far-right crazies. They're still going to be out there. We beat Trump like a drum, like I hope we do, and win back the Senate. Trump is going to become their sort of voice in the wilderness. He's going to keep tweeting. He's going to keep fucking going on Fox and Friends and keep undermining, and he's going to be who he is. Right. But. I know a lot of us fucking loathe Lisa Murkowski right now. I'm among them trying to beat her in 2022. Absolutely. But if we can't, some of those types of folks, you know, Mitt Romney, we have to be willing to, to, to say that's the center right party that at least has some people that have some shred of decency at times and maybe can be won back over and brought back. Because again, if we just fucking purge every one of them, if we just go and say, nobody in the Republican party has any, you know, has any, legitimacy at all we're going to be a one-party state they're all going to join the insurgency so to right. speak and i mean we're going to be that we can't put this back together that way that's they're a funny, also need, yeah go ahead, sorry no, it's, it's no, a no. funny way of looking at it because you got me thinking as you were talking of iraq and some of those places actually i mean david Fromm's book about uh germany and what yep. you did about you had to work with some of the lower level guys that weren't really Nazis. That right. Were How just do you put Germany back together? And basically, you know, you wipe out the country, you wipe out the leadership. What do you do? You've created a vacuum where really bad people can come in. <laughs> you don't want to run it yourself, right. obviously. But but with the Republican Party, you know, it's it. Well, especially that we're even not even people that we out. don't yeah. like, but who are not fucking Nazis. Yeah. You know, and I, I, three, those are the three that come to mind. There may be more who, again, I have a lot to criticize with all three of them. Romney and Murkowski and Scott just voted for this ridiculous Supreme Court justice. But Murkowski voted against, you know, a, a last time against Kavanaugh. Murkowski voted, you know, I think she didn't she vote against getting rid of the ACA or my mixed I up? I believe so. Um, I believe so. You know, and, and Romney voted for for to, conf, con, you know, to yep. convict for impeachment. And Tim Scott, even though he doesn't seem to freaking realize he's an actual minority at times it just blows my mind does seem to actually have moments of decency like those are the folks we're going to have to try to work with to to create so that there's yeah. a legitimate center-right party and hope that the the people that have turned away from trump because he's insane but are democrat but are still republicans who are sort of center-right republicans who have money will start investing that money particularly in purple and blue states so sane republicans win the nominations in those places right. and if some of them win i'm not saying i want them to win over democrats but if some of them do good because then we have a, you know if the, we have the charlie bakers and the larry hogan's and people who can you know form the basis of a center-right party because again Ask John, you know, if one party uh, democracy works when the Democrats controlled everything in Illinois, if that led to corruption <laughs> or not. And yeah. ask me, ask me now after the Republicans gerrymandered the shit and took everything in Ohio since about 2010. You ask me about the literally the last two House speakers uh, of the state house in Ohio having had their homes raided for breaking the law and numerous other Republican figures being investigated for things of that nature. One party rule does not work. And if it's Democrats, it will lead to corruption too. All right. That's all I got to say. And John, no, it's a good hour. I mean, yeah, I've got to, 
noon appointment to get my crown put on my tooth, and I'm not thrilled about it. This Yay, is my and I'm really not happy. I have good teeth, but I grind apparently, so they're causing issues. Which I wonder why you'd be grinding lately. It's not like anything is going on. That Honestly, making- God, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder anyway, so like I've got the mouth guard that I use religiously, but it's not enough. And I just I like, oh, but, oh, this wasn't so bad, but it hurt a lot last time, and it gives you headaches. Like I've had headaches occasionally for the last two weeks, and I don't get headaches, which is not which is a nice feature of me. That's the person with a laughing gas, man. I, you, yeah. I need that more than ever right now. Well, for the crown, they don't need it. I mean, I need laughing gas like for the next week you know the one yeah. root canal i ever had i still oh. I, I still find it funny because you know yeah people have that reaction and they're like would you you want to pay an extra hundred dollars to go be on the novocaine for the laughing gas i'm like absolutely oh, <laughs> they ask you that oh yeah they, they said it's going to cost you the insurance doesn't cover it i'm like give me that shit what, what do you mean and, they would give you they'd give you the lidocaine instead of the laughing gas or what yes and they gave me the laughing gas and i shit you not like it was almost like a pleasant experience I, like, I think I've told people before I wrote a play in my head and then I forgot the whole thing. It made me really angry. I was like fucking sitting there laughing, like, like yeah. just all, totally in my head, felt almost no pain. I had it for my wisdom teeth. I got all four out at once. And I will say I was in real pain later that day, but the experience was like, whoa, not a problem. Yeah. It's, right. Uh, later, I think I was in pain later too, but during it, during it, I was like, it's yeah. but I mean, again, I could afford that and it's bullshit. They charge that because a lot of people don't just have a hundred bucks lying around. Insurance should cover the damn thing and make it more pleasant for everybody as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, because lidocaine, I always say Novocaine and people are like, that's from 50 years ago. It shows our right. age, apparently. Call it whatever you want to call it. it. It fucking barely, you feel the pressure as much. You feel that's some of the pain. My problem. I felt yeah. almost nothing with the laughing gas. Yeah, I get, I mean, mine finally kicked in a little, uh, well, it kicked in a lot, but at the beginning it never kicks in and I always warn them now and she she put extra in because my dentist never believed me my i was on my own planet dude oh yeah yeah that's funny yeah no 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 it's it's anyway different people but all right um good luck seriously good luck with the crown and uh great talking to you guys yep it's wednesday toes crossed six days don't leave anything out there that you wish you'd done that's what i'll say um we will talk to you again friday is what it looks like here yes we'll get we'll do three this and week next week will be a busy week too i suspect maybe we'll do monday right, wednesday or who knows well yes i mean i i'll be either forcing myself like drunk already wednesday morning if things <laughs> don't go the way they should or i'll be i'll be happy to do a three-hour podcast and talk about everything yeah. there will be no, there will be no in between <laughs> oh my all right um okay guys we'll talk to you thank you take care guys and now a word from our sponsors. John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. Oh, I love groove. our groove. Groovy, man. Groovy. The kids are back in school. The leaves will start changing color. I think they have actually here. With so much changing going on around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, John. The time you yes. need to take care of yourself and look your best and everyone else too, of course. <laughs> With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in minutes. Takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours so you can take that family apple picking and look your best the whole time you're dunking your freaking head in the thing. You can try a six-pack application trial pack, folks, for just $14.95 when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code, what, sexy liberal. Sexy liberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles 
under eye lines and I oh sorry lines and under eye bags under eye lines and bags <laughs> have them disappear with Plexiderm visit buyplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say that code sexy liberal at checkout 